Hey, good morning, everyone. It is New Year's Eve, and welcome to Sabbath Sunday. Uh, we're so honored that you're with us today, worshiping with us. I hope you just had the best Christmas and the best time with friends and family. We are gearing up for an amazing 2024. So excited to see you this coming Sunday, January 7. Uh, remember that we're going to have our three morning services as normal, 845, 1015, 1145. But then we are having Revival Night, 6 p.m. Going to be fantastic, going to be incredible. And we are going to be praying for every person in the room, anointing with oil, getting ready for an incredible new year. So make sure uh, that you get here uh, Sunday and especially Sunday night, 6 p.m. Going to be awesome. Uh, I do want to thank you for your generosity. This is the last uh, day that you can sow for 2023. And so just want to thank you for giving. All the ways to do that um, are at the bottom of the screen. But you, you have been so faithful this year, so kind this year, so generous this year. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. And um, I can't wait to see what God's going to do in 2024. Uh, I know that God has some miracles for all of us. And uh, we're going to see it in Jesus' name. Well, I'm so fired up. Uh, we're going to have a conversation today with one of my dearest friends, a person that I love so much, maybe one of the happiest people <laughs> in the world, and uh, best hair ever. I say it every time I see you, best hair ever. I'm over here like combing over and covering and spray painting, and I'm doing a lot of magic here. Spray painting? No, I'm not yet, but it's, I'm getting close. I've, I've thought about some different colored hairsprays, gotcha. but I'm, gotcha. we're close. Uh, We've known each other forever. I want to say, I want to say 2010. Yeah, that's what makes, yeah. yeah, feels right to me. Uh, 13 years. In youth ministry together, both doing youth and met back then um, in Houston and you're still in Houston. And uh, man, I love you so much. Pastor Nick Nilsson from Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. Shout out to Pastor Joel and Victoria Osteen. We love you. And uh, how long have you been at Lakewood? 16 years. 16 yeah. years. Unbelievable. Yep. yep. So incredible. I love that because you have so faithfully served Joel and Victoria, served that house, and you have just been a rock in that church for all these years. So thank you for that. You are a senior pastor's dream because <laughs> uh, you've just, and, and you haven't just been there. You've helped shape, I mean, like right now, Lakewood Music, Lakewood Worship, all the next-gen stuff that's gone through you is so incredible. We sing all the songs mm. and mm. so are so impacted by you. So I'm just super grateful for you. Uh, you're the nicest guy <laughs> I've ever met. Most You're so godly, and uh, I love you. And so thank you for being hey. here. And I just want to say this real quick. You wrote this book that I love, You Can Live the Dream. And uh, I thought this would be so great to talk about, especially as we're going into a new year. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about vision. We're thinking about goals. We're thinking about uh, what we want to accomplish in 2024. We're thinking about, you know, different things that are in our heart. And um, I love I love the book. I love what it represents. And I, I love this tagline, trading disappointment and discontentment for peace, joy, and fulfillment. And so I, I just love the whole thought. Maybe let's just start there. 
tell us a little bit about this and why it's so relevant to us. And yeah, yeah I'm just excited well, first, about it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for bringing me into your world. Love you and Shannon. Love what you're building. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a man of integrity, character. Um, and just, you know, the church that you're building yeah. is phenomenal. And thank it's you. because you're a phenomenal leader. You guys are blessed to have the pastor and the leaders that you guys have. So just let me say that. This man is the same man off the platform as he is on. And I'm just thankful. Appreciate thankful it. Thankful for you, your friendship. Appreciate uh, it. For having me. Uh, yeah, the book is, you know, the, the idea of the book really, especially as you're transitioning into a new year, you know, you get a list of visions and dreams and things that are necessary to write down and put on paper. But a lot of the idea, most of the idea of this book, this principle is that you don't have to limit your dream to a destination. Yeah, I love uh, A lot of times we feel like peace, joy, satisfaction, happiness, all this stuff's going to come when I reach a certain place in my career or when I get married, wow. or when I move into this house. And those things we all know, if you live long enough, they won't ultimately satisfy you. Totally. They're great. Yep. They're great to have on the list. But at the end of the day, they can't fully bring you satisfaction and peace and joy. And so the book is really about perspective, yep. that you can actually have joy and peace and fulfillment right now. Totally. And it starts with a shift of perspective. Yep. And Jesus has given us this amazing opportunity by faith yep. to experience joy and peace and contentment yep. right where we're at. And so, yeah, it's a book about discovering your full potential in right. Christ. And that ultimately starts with just a shift yeah. on how I see things totally, and how I see my life and all that. So, yeah, perspective is everything. Yeah. And I, I do think that uh, I shared this, this study um, during a, a series a couple months back about how people who have a clear financial goal, when they reach it, will have some form of depression or disappointment. Because it was like, God, I paid off the house or I paid off the school debt or I became a millionaire or I broke six figures, whatever it might be. And then it's like, ugh, I'm still me. <laughs> yeah. And so it's got to be bigger yes. than just the goal. I think that's what I love about the book is that it's not just um, – yeah, how to have what you want or whatever. Though, I mean, that's great. We want people to have a great life, but it it is about perspective. It is about the journey. It is about something deeper than that. Yeah. So I love that. And I think you've lived that mm. and proven that over time that you have been so faithful and so faithful and so at peace and so happy. And in our world, we're always seeing guys chasing yeah. Something. Yeah. And you just haven't. And I feel like your testimony is, and I hope my testimony is and becomes even more and more is that like when you don't chase it, God will make sure it chases you and it yes. finds you. And I, I love that. Yeah. I love that about that. So, yeah. I mean, you, we can be content where we're at knowing that God's going to get us where we need to be at the right time. Mm. And there's peace in that knowing that I think a lot of it too, uh, Pastor Javen is, how we perceive closed doors, how we perceive disappointments. Yep. I think that's a major part of us reaching our full potential is our perspective of problems. Um, when I was in high school, you know, I gave my life to Christ when I was 17. I didn't grow up in church. My parents wow. were divorced. Um, and so when I gave my life to Christ, it was real. Like many of you recently, maybe you've gotten water baptized. Yeah. It's real, you know, and I, I just, it was a 180 in my life. 
And at that time, I thought football was my route. Well, you know, played football, had a Division One offer on the table, um, and I thought that was what God had designed me to do. You know, hmm. and third game of the season, I tore my ACL. Well, and I just thought my dreams were going down the tube. Like wow. this is it. Like God, what happened? I gave my life to you. Turned away from the party life and seeking all this stuff to pursue you. And then my dreams apparently get shattered. You know, that's what I thought. Right. right. Wow. But it was interesting. It was in that period of of pain where my heart began to shift toward ministry. Well, wow. And it was almost as if God pushed pause. He didn't allow the injury, but he used the injury. Yeah. And he pushed pause on what I wanted to do. And he shifted my heart to what I was made to do. Wow. And it was all through a closed door mm. that God used it to propel me into my destiny. So my desire to pastor grew and it landed me where I am wow. today. And you may be facing a closed door today. Maybe 2023 didn't really necessarily turn out the way you hoped in different areas. Yep. But I just want to encourage you that trust God even when things don't work out the way you thought, right. because he has a good way of using bad things and turning them yeah. around for good. You know, yeah, what does yeah, the Bible yeah, yeah. say? Totally. God uses all things. All things he yeah. works all things out for good yeah. for those who are in Christ. And, and I don't. so you've been walking with Jesus for what? How long has that been? 25 oh, years yeah, or something yeah. close? Me too. Like it's, it's usually never how we thought it was going to go. <laughs> yes. Right. Like just I mean, yes. notice that, yeah. like you got to live with an open hand. I think yeah. that's part of dreaming. Like you have to live with an open hand because you're going, I, I, I got a vision or I have a desire, or whatever. I think it's going to go exactly like this. And if you get too set on your definition, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. So we we have to be open yeah, to yeah. whatever. I mean, God's I feel doing. like I feel like there's there's dreams in all of us. There's a sense of purpose that we all have, and it's almost like you got to hold tightly to the dream, but hold loosely on how it's going to happen. Totally right. Like God's got me. He's got a plan. He's got a destiny for me, but how it's going to transpire, you know, 100%. like your journey, yep. my journey, how I thought I'd get to where I am today. I wouldn't have never, I couldn't have even tried to figure totally. it out. You know, it's just like here to here yep. to here to here right. to here. It's never just. And most of the time it's like God that, yeah. using pain and right. difficulty and hardships. It's, it's God will never allow a closed door without having a better door. Wow. For you in your future. I and I think that. that would be my encouragement because I'm sure there's a lot of people assessing 2023 and going, man, I don't know if, you know, this is my, my work, this is my family, but God only allows it to close if he has something better in 2024 mm. for someone. So I've seen it work out that way yep. in my life over yep. and over and over again. I, I heard an old preacher, it's an old preacher saying that says, when God shuts a door, he'll open another door, but it's hell in the hallway. <laughs> it's true though. So, yeah, yeah, you know, the door shuts and you're like, all right, God, what do you, but then it's there's the that meantime. waiting moment. Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that thing that you're just going, okay, God. And we were talking, you know, even about my story a little bit last night yeah. at dinner. And it's like, yeah, there's so much of how I got to where I am right now that was maybe wrong things that happened to me or, or that just felt unnecessary, but I'm here. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm probably better because of it at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you know, because I let myself not get into bitterness or whatever. Yep. And so I think, yeah, it's just, it's part of it. And I think what happens for most people is they hit any kind of resistance and go, okay, it's over. And it's like, no, no, it's just getting started. Yes. And if you can break through that, 
That's where that's where the dream is. All right. So you talk about uh, in the book, do it afraid. Yeah, yeah. I love that phrase. I love that idea. <laughs> I love I love everything about that because I feel like that's my, especially as a pastor. <laughs> you're, that's you're my, doing that's it now, my entire right? journey. I I am doing it afraid <laughs> as we speak. What uh, talk talk to us about that? Yeah, I was in college and some buddies of mine wanted to go skydiving. Oh my and, god! Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I'd never been skydiving before. So we went and we get to this place outside of Chicago and we get trained. And at the time in state law, you have to jump tandem with an instructor on your back. So we get all paired up, go through training. And at, in the moment, you're, I'm kind of just going through the motions and I'm not, really, <laughs> I'm not really paying attention. It's just like I got adrenaline. I don't know really what I'm about to do. We get in this like eight-seater airplane. It's t- completely gutted. And we go up 15,000 feet in this airplane. Oh, man. And we're strapped with an instructor on our back in the plane. We're all, like, hunched over. And all of a sudden, the door, you know, swings open. And this huge gust of wind. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? My fir- first buddy, he, like, you know, gets up to the door, and he just drops. I mean, I can't even hear him, barely see him. He just drops with the instructor. Second guy, I'm the last one. Second guy comes up. And he drops. And now it's my turn. And I just kind of, we kind of wiggle up to the door. <laughs> I look down. I'm like, I'm about to jump out of a perfectly yeah, good yeah. airplane. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, what I am, what am I doing? And the, my instructor could feel like I'm reluctant to do this. <laughs> trying to push <laughs> like, you out. Yeah, yeah. There's this, there's this battle happening. And I will never forget. Like, I'm looking over and he comes over my shoulder and he goes, Nick, you just got to do it afraid. Wow. You just got to do it afraid. And like, without even giving me the opportunity, he just pushes me. <laughs> we just go. We just fall, free fall for a minute. And after the minute, all of a sudden, I, I feel this little tap on my wrist. He, he pulls my arm up, shows me like, hey, we're at the, you know, we're at the, the mount. We need to pull. You know, we, then he takes my other hand, puts it on the, on the, on the string where I pull. Uh, and then the parachute opens, and wow. we're just looking at Chicago. It's just beautiful. And we just saw her come down to a safe landing. It was an unbelievable experience, uh, but it all began with a scary step. Totally, you know, it began with me having to do it afraid. Yep. And I feel like there's a lot of things in front of us that God has provided mm. that He is assigned that are in our destiny, but they're scary. Well, wow. and oftentimes we wait for fear to be gone, perfect conditions, mm. and in reality, those things are never going to be there. Like they don't, there will never be a perfect time, never. right? We have to take a scary step. But the good news is, is that when we do that, and you've seen it in your own life, even now with walking out with this church, is God has a way of providing you ideas, wisdom, you know, divine appointments, everything you need. I mean, that instructor guided me through the process to get down. And I believe in the same way, when we do something afraid, God has this beautiful way of 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 providing, right. showing us the right way to go, showing us what yep. we have. There's so many things that we have in us that we are unaware of, wow. potential, yep. that oftentimes only get unlocked when we do it afraid. Totally. I mean, if we would only know the things, you know, that God has deposited yep. in us that come out in seasons where we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. what am I doing? Wow. I don't know if I should start this business. Right. I don't know if I should move over here. I don't know if I should let go of this relationship. Yep. This yep. is scary. Yep. But when you do it, God has this beautiful way of 
sustaining, yep. providing, guiding you along the way. Yeah, I, I was thinking about when God shows Ezekiel a, a valley of dry bones in Ezekiel 37. He said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I love Ezekiel's response. So it's, it's his respectful way of saying, I don't know what's happening right now. He goes, Lord, you know. <laughs> Lord, you know. Can these bones live? You know. Which was his way of saying, no, <laughs> I don't know what, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, and I think there's always a step of Lord, mm. you know, mm -hmm. but you're asking me the question. So there's faith in my heart. You're, you're, you're showing me a picture because that whole thing that Ezekiel saw was in a vision. So I've, I've got a vision. I've got a dream. I've got a picture. I've got a word. I've, I've got like Holy Spirit curiosity, right? Like, why am I asking these questions? Why do I? Can I start a business? Well, yeah. Why are you asking that? Most people aren't. So mm. maybe the fact that you're asking means God's doing something. Yeah. Can I really can good. I take that leap of faith? Well, most That's 90 percent people aren't even thinking that way. They're just thinking about working nine to five and getting through. What what is that in you? What mm. man? I, I think all of that is the the spirit of God speaking to your imagination. But when you start thinking about it, you go, I don't know. I have no idea how to do it. I have no idea how we were going to do church. I remember when we started the church. This is, I want you to talk, so sorry, but I just want no, to say this real good. quick. I remember starting the church in the in a cafeteria, and our sound guy went, I need eight hours every Saturday to set up the AVL. You know how you remember that? I need, I need eight hours on Saturdays. I said, we don't have Saturdays. We have Sundays, and you have three hours. <laughs> it just, nothing made sense. Not, like, every, Nothing about it made, nothing about it. And it felt like that about everything about my journey's been, Lord, you know. Mm. But you but you do it afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, the the writer said, Ecclesiastes said, if you wait for perfect That's weather, it. you'll never sow. Yep. So never it's happen. never gonna be no. right. No. In 2024, there's gonna be a war. 2024, there's gonna be upheaval. 2024, there's gonna be interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think the Lord, even with your church and your experience, I mean, the, the Bible says the Lord directs the steps of the righteous. Mm. He doesn't direct our stance. Wow. And I think wow, wow, wow. a lot of us are just waiting and we're still, we're like, God, I'll move when you move. But so many of his promises are motion activated. Motion activated. You know what I mean? Wow. Like we got to take a step. And when you step, then I'm going to show you. Yep. Then I'm going to bring you here. Then I'm going to bring this person in your life. Then I'm going to open the door. Mm. It's like, you know, those automatic doors in front of, the yeah, convenience yeah, stores yeah. we come Love into, that. they're shut until you get close enough and you're walking towards right. it, then it opens. And I just, I wonder how many things right now are in front of you that are motion activated that God wants to unlock in your life, but he's He's waiting for your step in 2024, yep. totally. you know? And I've seen it in my own life. Yep. It's just like, God's just waiting for me. Wow. He's ready. The plan's there. He's yep. waiting for my step. And oftentimes you just got to be yeah. afraid. And and Abraham, Hebrews 11, Abraham went without knowing. Now, I'm not talking about being dumb or foolish or no, irresponsible. But there is going to be a part of our faith journey. By faith, the Bible said, by faith, Abraham went without knowing. So he didn't know where he was. He just... Okay, Sarah, pack up. We're going to start going somewhere. I don't know what's going to, you know. And I just think that is so a key to the life of faith that you're you're going on the last thing God told you. You're going on the instinct of the 
like that Holy Spirit gut intuition that he's put in you. And yeah, I dreams don't happen without that. Yeah. They just don't. Let's tell you the story of my wife. She, again, talking about a step, sometimes we want to, we feel like we have to take a leap of faith. Wow. And often it's just a, like, a, give me a wow. small step. Me you step know, I'm not asking for a leap. I'm asking for a step. We wanted to, we wanted to move into a school district that my daughter Haven, who's now 17, but at the time she was starting kindergarten. We Which wanted, I can't believe she's yeah, 17. Yeah, she's We're talking driving, about that. pray for the streets of Houston. Dear God. Dear Lord. But I mean, it's crazy to have longtime <laughs> friends because I can remember. Yeah. I think of her like Goldie. Goldie That's yeah. what I, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I see her, I'm like, who are you? Because I'm thinking, where's the yeah, little kid? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, uh, no, no. So she, so we're praying and we're wanting her to get in this specific school district that was a good school district that would help her. And we wanted to, we were believing for it. And, but we needed to get into a neighborhood that was in that district. And so we just started praying. We gave it to God. It was actually at the beginning of a year. And we were like, God, we're believing for this this year. And so we prayed, and at that time, it wasn't the time to sell a house. The market was not great. Everyone was advising us not to sell a house, hmm. but we felt led and compelled to do it. Wow. And so we put the house on the market, and we prayed, surrendered it to God, and then just kind of moved forward, believing. And weeks go by, nothing, no interest on the house. I'm like, we have to sell this to get into the new one. Wow. Summer was working as a full-time dental hygienist at the time. I was a youth pastor. Summer would beat me home often. So she comes home, uh, and I come in the driveway from work, and I see a stack of cardboard boxes in the driveway, in the, in the garage. What's, what are the cardboard boxes here for? Pick them up, take them to the recycle bin. You know, this happens like three or four days in a row. And I'm like, after the fourth day, I come home. I'm like, Sum, why are there boxes in the garage? Like, why do we keep, you know, why do I keep seeing these boxes? I keep no. throwing them away. And she's like, oh, I'm stacking boxes for when we sell the house. Wow. We'll have boxes so that we can move. I'm taking them home from the dentist office every day. For, you know, they're not using them. And I felt so convicted. Here my wife is stacking boxes in faith, wow. and I'm just tossing them, you know. And I'm, I, have, I have no idea. But it challenged me. Yep. It was like, oh, my gosh. I, I prayed in faith, but she moved in faith. And there's a big wow. difference. She showed God her faith. Yep. You know, it's like moving from asking faith to like moving faith. And there's a big difference. It's do we have the capacity to do both? And I'm not kidding. The wow. next week, we had a buyer for our house. Crazy. Offered us more than what we were asking for. Use those same boxes that she stacked <laughs> to pack up the house. Moved Unreal. into the neighborhood. Yep. And moving to the house we're in still today. Wow. And wow. Haven went on to that school district and flourished. So it's like, it was her showing God her faith, though. And so I would just ask, if you're watching today, maybe it's buying a welcome mat. Maybe it's stacking some boxes. Like, what do you need to do to show? I had a couple buy a baby rattle. Wow. Believing for a baby. Wow. And they said, you know what, God? We're showing you our faith. We're going to buy this rattle, believing that God's going to provide a baby that we're praying for. It's like, Mm. is it scary? Yeah. Does it make sense? No. Nope. But like you said about Abraham, it's doing it when you don't really know, you do it afraid, God yep. meets you there. Yep. No, it's, yeah. And I, maybe just one more thing on that. I want to, I want to move on to another question, but the risk of it, someone said faith is spelled R-I-S-K. I love that. And I, I think that the risk is if you miss it, you learn. Yeah. That's what Mandela said. I never lose. Yes. 
I either win or I learn. Yeah. I never lose. Yeah. And so maybe you'll miss it along the journey. Maybe you'll make a couple of mistakes. Maybe you'll you learn. Yeah. You get wiser. You beautiful. You keep moving forward. It's not your it's it's not your last mistake. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make others. I think some people are so afraid of making mistakes, taking a risk, missing it. And it's like, man, maybe you will miss it. And uh, again, again, I'm not I'm not talking about being foolish. I'm just saying uh, I would rather go to bed at night saying I gave it Come a on. shot. Come on. I went I went back and got that degree that was in my heart. I went and got my real estate license. I went and started that business. I went and got my LLC. I went whatever it might be, like I would rather give it a shot than Come wonder. On. I wonder if maybe yes. if I could have Shoulda, woulda, you know what I yes. mean? Like, go for it. Yes. And and see what God can do. Okay, wait. I want to, I want to talk about the dream team because <laughs> I think that's such an important part of this whole thing of right relationships, yes. right people. Yes. Um, we say that all the time around here. God's a God of places. He's a God of people. Come on. He's a God of seasons. Yeah. So he is. He is a God of people. So, what? what what do you have to say about that? Because yeah. I think it's so important as we go into this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, no one gets to their dream alone, right? Like, there, you need wow. a team. You need a team of people. And not, none of us are here right now in this season of our life without having key relationships that invested into us wow. along the way. Like, you can't get to your destiny alone. Like, God has designed a team. I just think environments are huge. You know, mm. in where we place ourselves. I think it's a great time of the year to assess and evaluate totally. our relationships. You know, like... What God has for you in 2024, a lot of it is going to be dictated by who you surround yourself with. Wow. Um, it's, it's, and it's not about the, the quantity of relationships. Right. It's about the quality. Quality. You know, you can have two really great friends. It's a lot better than 50 average. Right. You know, friends or relationships that will cause you to compromise. Yep. So I, I, I don't know. I just feel a mentor of mine when I was younger said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I've seen that to prove true, that when you get around the right people, you get in the right environment, um, those relationships have the potential to limit you or unlock you. Totally. Um, imagine this like an acorn seed, and, the, and, and in this acorn seed is a oak tree. Packed, it, that seed is packed with potential, right? Yeah, wow. But for it to become everything it's designed to become, it's got to be planted in the right environment. Wow. Right soil, rich nutrients, right? And that will activate it. And it'll cause it to flourish and become everything mm. it was designed to become. But that same seed, you put it in bad soil, yep. in a bad environment, it's not going to become everything it's designed to become. Right. The, the, the key there, though, is it's, nothing's wrong with the seed. Yeah, nothing. Yep. It's the soil, the soil that the seed is in. Totally. And so many of us were in the wrong environment. And I'm not talking about relationships you can't control. Right. Like you can't control who you sit next to in your cubicle. Right. right? right like you right. can't control you know, who you live by who you sit next to in class, but I'm talking about relationships you can choose to be around. And just when you put being in this church, being in a small group, putting yourself around people that will push you towards your God-given destiny and not away from them. You know, I I think that's what we have to assess going into the new year is environment is critical. And I'm talking to my daughter about it. You know, she's 17, she's in high school you know, what relationships you can choose to be around. Right. And it's going to be hard. I think oftentimes we say these things in church and we say them like they're not 
hard right, decisions. Right, right, like right. you're choosing to separate yourself in love. That's tough. Yep. And it can be lonely, but you can never give God something without him giving you something better in return. Right. Totally. You, you can't see it as losing relationships. You have to see it as a pruning season. Right. And when you prune something, you're making room for the best, for the better that's to come. And so I think to encourage anyone who's listening, you're pruning right now and you're making these evaluations and assessments because you're making room for what God has ordained for you in 2024. Mm. Some amazing relationships are coming your way and it's going to be because you made room for them. And so totally. your environment and where you where you put yourself yep. is critical. Yeah. I, I was thinking about, you know, Joshua is going to lead the nation in, in Joshua 1. A very morbid, weird conversation <laughs> that God, God starts his call to leadership with, Moses is dead. That's how he starts it. Like, hey, Josh. Get excited, this, guys. Yeah, get excited. <laughs> well, and I think because, you know, Moses went up to the mountain and never came back. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think Joshua in his heart kept looking back at that mountain. When's dad coming back? When's, when's my spiritual father coming back? When's my leader coming back? Mm. I can't do There's no way I can do this. So when's Moses? And I think God could feel that. And I think sometimes you're in your new place. And, and think about this. He's, he's at the bank of the river. He's got his promise on this side, and he's got the mountain on this side, and he's torn but he needs to get over to the promised land, but he can't because he's still, and I think sometimes we're, we're staring at potential and mm-hmm. promise, and, but we kind of still have one foot over on that mountain going, when's Moses coming back? When's? So fi- finally God goes, hey, just so you know, he's dead. That, that's done. Yeah, he now he's my servant. He said, my, Mer- Moses, yeah. my servant is dead. So it was a necessary relationship for that season, Joshua but not for this season. Mm. And I think so many times we want new things, but we're still trying to hold on to. Yes. And you can't, you gotta let, you gotta say, I love, honor, and celebrate that for what it was in that moment. But now that's over. Yes. That's died. And now I'm going on to this. And it wasn't until Joshua could kind of settle that in his heart. Beautiful. That God could go, okay, now now you're going to be strong and courageous. And and so letting all of that go is going to be such a key. I I am so the product of the people in my yes. world. I just am. I, yep. You know, we were talking about people last night. Like, I'm, I'm standing, and we all are standing on the shoulders of. Mm-hmm. of great people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe talk a little bit about, about your relationship with Pastor Joel. Yeah. Maybe just what he's meant to you. He's, what you know, let me just say this. As a, as a Joel defender, not that he needs my defense, dear God. <laughs> he's like, Jabin who? Uh, no, he knows. You, no, me. I love him. But <laughs> my point, you know, you, you see him and he's smiling and he's giving hope and he's so grounded, he's so kind, he's so humble, mm-hmm. he's so locked into his family. Yeah, he's so smart. He's mm-hmm. just a, he's a brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. How how has he helped you, and and what could we all learn from that relationship? Well, I feel like he's an elevator. You know, I think for me, he's yeah. been someone who has constantly given me space to grow and and empowered me and trusted me, but. 
more than anything, I think he's just been a great example. I mean, I talk about some of the stories in the book where I've seen him from afar and up close just pay prices, mm-hmm. love people that are unloved, you know, that are just very hard to love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen him sow seeds that no one has ever seen. Um, you know, like you said, how he treats his wife, how he treats yeah. his kids, those who's closest to him. Um, he just operates in a manner of integrity and humility and compassion yep. that has just shaped so much of who I am and, and how I lead and has set the culture of our church in such a way. Um, but I, I think I think when it comes to your dream team, and, and Pastor has done this in my life, it's he has this unique way also of challenging me in love. Yep and speaking truth in love, and not letting me settle. Mm. And I think there's, I think we all need people in our lives, whether it's our spouse, a close friend, a coworker, yeah. that will not let you settle for less than God's best for your life. Love that. Yeah. Like even this book, you know, he spoke years ago, Nick, you have a book in you. Yep. You know, don't, wow. don't, don't let insecurities talk you out of writing a book. Wow. Don't let the fear of what others will think about what you write, talk you out of writing your book. Mm. Like that, but that's, that's pushing me. Yep. That's challenging me. That's not letting me settle. Totally. And so I think, you know, watching him lead the way he leads, but also times where he's just really pushed me to not settle yep. and not try to fit in, not try to, you know, don't fall into comparison trap, yeah, yeah. trying to run someone else's race. He has been a master in my mind of doing that, staying fixed on what God has called him to do. Yep. When we live in a culture today that is so comparison crazy, right. social media, it's just, it's just hard to live in contentment, Yep. you know, because you're just seeing everybody else's highlight reel and you're trying to keep up, whether you're a pastor or a businessman or a stay-at-home mom, it's yep. like when you're, when you're scrolling, you're seeing this mom on vacation, you're seeing this dude start this business, this guy buy this car, it's like, it's a nonstop right. chase and he has just done a great job in my in my eyes of running his race at his pace, being comfortable in his own skin, yep. and I've just learned so much, yeah. you know, by being around it. Well, and I think too, the I would assume everyone in that's watching this, listening to this, would could think of a couple of people in their life that are healthy, strong in faith going in the right direction, prospering, whatever it may be. And you would at least know two or three in your world that you would be like, wow, they're great people. Mm-hmm. Those relationships you will have to work a lot harder for mm-hmm. than the easy, always available, down to kick it person mm-hmm. that's going to keep you at the same level. Great. So you do have to you gotta you gotta pry yourself in. If the door cracks, you gotta kick it down a little bit. And I think that's true of, you know, Joel's busy, but you stay in his world. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jensen's busy, but I stay yes. in his airspace and on and on. And it doesn't have to be a Joel Osteen or a Jensen Franklin or but just anybody that you know that's growing and going and yeah. moving. You you do have to pursue that. And um I was thinking about the, you know, kind of the OG dreamer Jacob. Uh, excuse me, Joseph, uh, when when he was in prison, the Bible said that he was in prison with a butler and a baker. And Jensen told me every dreamer needs a butler and a baker. So what does a butler do? He opens doors for you. And there's going to be favor wow. moments in your life that help wow. open a door, new spaces, new worlds, mm-hmm. new opportunities. 
And he said, you, you always be kind to the butler and always honor the butler who opened the door. He said, but a baker is different. The baker's grabbing this ingredient and this ingredient and this ingredient and this, and he's putting it together and he's making something of it. And he said, the, the baker will get in your business and, and he'll pull on that potential, but he'll, he'll say, we need less of this. So we need more of that. And they, they help put your dream together. Mm. And when you're, when you're good to a butler and baker, like Joseph was, eventually those guys remembered him and brought him before the king. And so the third person a dreamer needs is a king. And you'll have some of those along the way. Those, those really weird God relationships that just help you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about that as we go into 24. Don't always, don't look for the easy relationship. Great. Look for the right relationships That's and great. pursue them. Yep. And make those, make them happen. Because mm. that's where. Yeah. And I think one, yeah. one, one key to that is giving people permission to speak truth to you in love. Yep. In, in those relationships, you know, I've looked at Pastor Joel and I've said, hey, we all have blind spots. I have blind spots. Let me give you a life jacket for me. So if I'm yeah, giving yeah, yeah. you permission, if you see anything in my life that is compromising, lack of character, out of order. I'm giving you permission to speak truth to me in wow. love. Yep. I need you to save me from me. So here's yeah, a life jacket. Yeah, yeah. When you see me going down a wrong path, you have to stop me. You know, we have blind spots yep. and we're unaware. And I think, I think some people now who are hearing this, 2024 can be uh, a year where two things can happen. And if you give someone a life jacket and say, hey, save me from me. I need you to speak truth and love to me. It's like we want people to correct us, but we've never given people the permission to correct us. Mm. And I think that's part of healthy, awesome relationships is giving people the permission to say, look, you know, and I'm not talking about anybody, yep. someone yep. you trust and you love yep. and you know has your best and God, God interest in mind. Giving them a, a life jacket. My, I mean, I can give you millions of stories of, not only my wife Man, saving it. me from me, yep. but Pastor Joel and a few others that yep. I've given permission to. And it's been a game changer. Yeah. And they've helped me tremendously from going down the wrong path or, hey, you shouldn't have talked to that person that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. know, you shouldn't have reacted that way. I yep. sensed insecurity. I sensed jealousy. You, that wasn't right. That's mm. not you. Yeah, You're yeah. better than that. Yep. And I think that's, that, that's huge for us to reach our full potential. I love it. I love the book. I love you. You can live the dream. Yeah, baby. Go buy it. <laughs> buy a hundred copies. Christmas present. Send oh, a, late Christmas well, present. Well, yeah, Christmas after, well, New Year's send present. It, send it now and say, <laughs> you need this book. Happy New Year. And um, I love it. I yeah, I didn't get to write a... Uh, I know. Didn't so. get to write a... <laughs> well, you, Joyce, can write a Meyer, you can Carr. write a review. You can write a review. Now, Torin Wells, wow, Stephen Furtick, who are these people? Christine Kane. But I'll go on Amazon and give him five stars. Okay? There you go. Whatever. You go. Hey, I love you I so love much. You too, and uh, uh, this is going to be an amazing year ahead. Amen. 2024, God is going to do amazing things in yes. your life. And uh, I'm fired up for it. And so make sure you are in church. January 7, as we begin this year strong, three morning services, and then, of course, Revival Night at Night. Uh, Going to be awesome, and um, 
yeah, I'm just really excited for all that the Lord uh, is going to do in our lives. Would you pray for the people of City love Light to. Church, everyone who's listening, love watching? To. Yeah. Love to. Lord, we thank you for your grace, for your love. Thank we you thank Lord. you for the plan that you have for each of us. And God, I just thank you that long before we even face a problem, you have a solution mm -hmm. already ordained for us, planted, ready for us to walk into. Mm -hmm. And so as we transition from this year into a new year, we are thankful that you've got solutions already planted for us to walk into. Divine appointments, financial breaks, and, yep. and, and moments of favor. God, we just thank you that we can trust you. And so I just thank you for your plan and your purpose that will prevail in this new year. It is going to be better than we could ever imagine. Father, I just speak blessings over every family, over every person that is listening and watching. Thank you, Lord, that you are providing everything that they need according to your riches and glory. We are not limited to our bank account. We are mm -hmm. not limited to our place of employment, who we know, our address book. We are connected to you, yeah. an overflowing supply. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you for an overflowing supply of grace, of wisdom, of ideas. Father, we just thank you mm -hmm. that we can trust you with all that we have and we know and we can rest in peace knowing you're going to get us to our destiny. We love you and we thank you in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's thank Pastor Nick. That was so good. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.